Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Happy Mother's Day to all our moms this morning. Today, we, we have a, a special treat for all of you because Pastor Mark, by the way, just you're wondering, uh, where's Pastor Mark? Pastor Mark is in California, and he is uh, graduating with a master's degree. How about that? Can we give the Lord... Hallelujah. Praise for Pastor Mark's achievement. And all together, can we just say congratulations, Pastor Mark? There you go. So next week he will be here, and I know he's going to share some of uh, the stories with the, what he's experienced in pursuing this, this uh, uh, study. So this morning we have our lovely, beautiful, amazing mothers that are going to share uh, about their stories and their journey in parenting as a mom. And um, I want to give them an opportunity to just introduce themselves, tell something about their family, how many kids do they have, and what are their ages. I guess I'm first. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm Abby Wallace. I'm married to John Wallace. I am a stay-at-home mom of two little boys. They are almost four years old and 15 months. Thank you. Hi, I'm Cresslin. I am married to, I guess, Richie. <laughs> no, we've been, we've been married 22 years, and we have, oh, um, thank you. We have two girls, um, ages 15 and 11, and I have a two, full-time, two full-time jobs. I work outside the home and inside the home. My name is Julia Roberts. Um, I have two girls. Mia is 10, and Zoe will be turning 8 in a couple of months. I was married and now am navigating this life as a single mom for going on four years. Hi, I'm Kathleen Mulway. I'm married to Bob Mulway. We've been married, it'll be 50 years in October. (laughs) We have two children, our oldest, Kelly, who's sitting next to me, and we have Okay, I know I won't. I won't. <laughs> and we have a son, Kevin, and with six, we have six grandchildren. Uh, my name is Kelly Younghome. I'm married to Lars. We've been married almost 24 years. We have three. Yeah, we have three children, um, ages 20, 18, and 16. And I have, throughout my life, walk, worked part time, stayed at home mom. But right now, I'm just starting my own business. Can we give them a hand, please? Thank you for being here and for just being willing to share um, the the journey, being a mom in raising those kids and and just being a parent in your family. Before we start with our our first question, let's, let's pray. God, we just want to commit this time to you. We pray, Lord God, that you be the one to lead us in this uh, discussion. Take away any fear, Lord God. Fill our hearts with joy. And help us to enjoy this time as we uh, listen to you and the stories that you have uh, given all our amazing moms. And we pray, Lord, that you speak to us, that you encourage us, and that we would leave this place uh, empowered and changed. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all our mothers here today. We pray that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go ahead. Give the Lord another clap of praise. It's okay. While we were praying, I just remembered that we didn't get a chance to... Say hi to all our, our uh, 
members who are watching uh, online. So can we say hi to all of them? Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us online. And if you get a chance, just type in where you're uh, watching and viewing this, this program. Praise God. So our first question, what is your uh, go-to Bible verse in raising your kids and why? What is that Bible verse that you, that you go to and why? I guess why? I'll go first again. <laughs> um, my verse has sort of changed over the last couple of years, just depending on what's going on in our lives. But the um, verse I've been camping out on over the last couple of months has just spoken really deeply to me, not just as a mom, but as a person in general. Um, I had to write it down because I was afraid. I'd be That's too good. nervous and I'd mess it up. Um, it's Isaiah forty-three nineteen. It says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And um, sometimes as a mom, especially as a mom of toddlers, I find that your patience is tried every day. And those old wounds and scars, they come up again and they rear their ugly heads. And sometimes just from what I've experienced as a person, sometimes I feel very ill-equipped to raise two little boys. And... This verse has just been a promise to me that my children are not subject to generational issues. They're not subject to the mistakes I make as a parent, that they're free from that. And I'm free of it too. And it's given me a lot of um, comfort and also courage as a mom to raise these two little boys who are going to be these amazing men someday. Thank you, Abby. Well, for me... um the verses that um, I hold on to um, in raising my kids, um, it's basically I, the idea is about um, God's promises, um, holding on to God's promises of um, how much he loves us. He's the perfect, loving father. He, um, and that um, I've read in a book that he loves my kids more than I do. Because his love for us is perfect. He gave his son to us. I, um, there are a few verses that, um, I, that comes to mind. Because um, like in Exodus, wherein he says, um, I know you by name. And, um, and you have found favor in me. And in Jeremiah, he says there that um, um, I know you before I formed you in the womb. And I have appointed you as prophets to the nations. Um, so I just, that's what I've always hold on to um, in raising my kids, that God loves my kids more than I do. And he could take care of them. He has his um, perfect plan for my kids. I hold dear to my heart the one that my mom raised me on that she still clings to to this day, which is in Luke Twelve thirty-two, fear not, little flock, for it is your great it is your father's great joy to give you the kingdom. Um, if that doesn't alleviate worry, I don't know what does. Um, but when my children were born, I was in an, a marriage where my husband was not equally yoked with me. He was a non-believer, so I had heard a sermon about the importance of blessing your children, praying blessings over your children. And that 
more than a verse is a biblical principle that I think I've held on to. Um, and even though if you look at the Old Testament, it was the father's duty to do that. I didn't have that in my marriage, so I felt a great responsibility as the believer to be the one to do that for my kids. And something that I've just learned is I've kind of been studying over the concept of blessing and praying blessings on each other is the significance of that is when we pray blessings over our children or over people that are important to us or around us, when we pray that in the Lord's name, he himself is blessing them. So that's just been something that I feel is a true value in my home. Um, my go-to, well, I have quite a few scriptures, but the one that I held on to while I was bringing up my children and even today is where in um, Romans, where Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. And that, years ago and even today, brings me so much hope. And another scripture was that is my go-to one that I've had for many years is Christ in me, the hope of glory. And I, I repeat that all the time. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Um, my verse has a little bit to do with anxiety and fear. When I think of all the stages of motherhood that I've been in, there's been different things to, uh, that almost come up uh, and worry, like when you're before you give birth, and how am I going to do that? And sleeping through the night and going to school and all these different phases. It's um, in Philippians. It says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayers and petitions, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God that transforms, transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I've literally, I think I've said that to myself um, almost daily, definitely weekly, with every challenge that has come with motherhood. Or, or even even blessing. And there's also a, another verse. I don't know it by heart, but it says in Psalms that um, the Father, when we pray to him, he bends down and he listens to us. And I love that picture that no matter what I'm going through or feeling or my kids are going through, that any little prayer I lift up, it's almost like a word picture when our kids are hurting, you know, on the floor or, or in their bed when we tuck them in and we just kind of hug them. I get that picture that the Heavenly Father is just leaning over like, I'm listening to you, Kelly. I've got this. And it just would calm my fears. Thank you, Kelly. You can hold into the microphone. Um, what were the most difficult times in raising your kids? And what was the role of your husband? And what was the role of Jesus? How, how was... How, how was Jesus Christ important in dealing with those difficult times? Um, well, for me, I, if you know me and you're friends with me and my husband as a couple, you've heard me say this, is I tend to worry, which that's why the Lord ministers to me through that verse. And oftentimes I'd just say to Lars, oh, I don't know, what, what are we supposed to do? And he would just calm, the Lord would use him to calm me. And also, too, is a lot of times... As um, parents, we would, you know, perhaps disagree with each other for something that comes up with the kids. And something that's really, really important is that we support each other. And so there were things that maybe I thought he was being too harsh or I was being too lenient. But with the kids that we would 
come together as a couple. And then absolutely praying as a couple is, you know, when my husband's not traveling, um, that we start our day together before he leaves in prayer. And we always absolutely every single day is pray for our children. Uh, Bob and I have, <clears throat> since we first got saved, have prayed every morning together. And I do remember when our children were younger and um, they would be going to bed that Bob would always lay hands on them and pray for them. And we would pray for their spouses. And now we pray for our grandchildren's spouses. And um, so I, I think praying is the most important thing, praying with your spouse and letting your children know that you're praying for them. You know, because I've always said, you know, you can't run from a praying mother. And I tell my grandchildren, you can't run from a praying grandmother, especially. <laughs> so I would just encourage you just to pray. And, and the, um, every morning, you know, I would be reading the word and, and I would make sure that the kids saw me. And I prayed, we prayed that they would have a love for God's word. Matter of fact, when um, way back when our son was in high school at Concord Christian, and back when you'd take a paper bag to school, you know, your lunch, I would always write a scripture every day, and it would be up to him to look for it. And then when he would get home, we would discuss it. So it, just little things like that is very encouraging. Um, I, I believe that um, every stage there's... Um, in life or in our family life, there's different challenges. Um, at this point where we're at, I think one challenge we have um, is distraction, um, particularly being on the iPhones, the, you know, the devices. So um, in our family, we've um, started or we, we've always, actually we've always had it. We're in during dinner time, no phones for all of us, we put it aside, so, and we always make the point, you know, we have dinners together, um, as our schedule would allow. Also, we've also started, um, or we've always had, I'm sorry, uh, movie nights, or um, family game nights, which was um, instituted by our youngest one. She's the driving force behind those movie nights and game nights. And um, also, we would do, um, once a week, uh, journaling as a family. Wherein we would, um, um, just like the the ones that we use here, um, we go through the, uh, a passage and we discuss it. We share our ideas, and then we have a memory verse for the week. So that's what we've been doing. And definitely, um, I love um, the times that um, Richie. Every time Richie's the the. How would I say it? the level-headed one that would talk to the kids <laughs> whenever there's conflict? <laughs> um, so he, he um, you know, we always discuss what's going on, and we always, as a mom and dad, be on the same page. We always talk about things first before we um, um, talk to the kids of what's going on and what's happening, and definitely praying, praying for our kids. Um, praying over the schools uh, with everything that's going on. Um, I am like Kelly. I am a nervous Nelly. I, every time I hear anything about abductions or, you know, nowadays the uh, high school shootings, um, that really brings my anxiety level really high. So I, I love the verse that Kelly had mentioned, Philippians 4, 6, that um, 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, present your requests to God. So I hold on to that. So we have toddlers, and (laughs) we're just really tired. (laughs) Um, But we haven't been parents for very long, so when the question was posed, you know, what was your most challenging time, I'm like, gosh, like, I don't really have much to go on yet. And my husband was like, do you remember when we had Abram? Um, And, you know, there's this funny thing people always say, like, when you have a two-year-old, that's like a really great time to add a newborn. It's not. (laughs) It's a bad time. (laughs) So you have a three-nager and a newborn, and it was just, it was a really dynamic mix for us for a couple of months. Crying baby, you know, two-and-a-half-year-old with an attitude. It was just, it was a lot for us. So that was a time where instead of sleeping more, which is what I wanted to do. Um, John and I started getting up together in the morning at like 5.30 and praying and doing our journaling more consistently and being in the Word. And it was a really hard discipline for me because I really, really wanted to sleep. (laughs) Um, But it actually has been tremendously beneficial. And during that time when I had been up, you know, nursing or that sort of thing, my husband would be up in the morning, waking me up with a cup of coffee saying, it's time. And it's been, it's just been really tremendous for our family. It's really changed the dynamic of our home. So we have kept it up even now that both the boys sleep. So, um, and we'll keep doing it because we know it's a good example for them as well. That's wonderful. Thank you. A question for Julia. What is it like to be a single parent? And what is... Um, how does Jesus fill in the gaps? I don't recommend this for anybody. <laughs> Stay married. Um, it's a challenge. I will say for quite a while I was in survival mode. So having to stop trying to figure everything out and let go of this overwhelming sense that I had to fix it. I had to control it. I had to make it better because I'm the one that's visible to my children. Um, that was a very hard thing for me to let go of. And letting God fill those gaps as a provider, as a boyfriend, as the head of the household, stepping aside and giving him room to work has been something that I've really, really had to pray on and just let those control issues go. And that's been a challenge, and it's it's still a challenge. Um, I find that I get exhausted, both physically and spiritually. I am lucky I know that my circumstances are better than most. Um, Their father is involved in their life 50% of the time, so that is a blessing. I know there's many others out there that it's not that way, so I'm grateful for that. Um, But when I do have them, it's for a solid week straight, um, and it's just me, and I have to... 
I have to be everything to them, and that's physically exhausting. It's spiritually exhausting. And I will tell you, by end of the week, it's very easy to make excuses to let um, just basic things go. Like, you know what? I'm tired. Say your own prayers tonight. Um, so those are things that I still need a lot of work on in my life. It's definitely um, where there's room for the enemy to creep in and use that exhaustion. Um, so that's just something I really pray for God to be my defender. That song has been huge for me. So he really has been the defender of my household. Thank you, Julia. Question for Kelly. Um, what is it like to release your kids to college, and how do you still parent them from a distance? Um, it's very hard. <laughs> um, it was not very hard, I shouldn't say. It's very exciting, actually. When you, um, I loved when Pastor Mark um, shared with us about um, parenting, and he did the funnel analogy. And it's really rewarding to see your kids launch from the home and make good decisions. So that wasn't the hard part. The hard part is just not, is not having them in the home anymore and how emotional that can be and how sad. Because I also cry at Hallmark commercials, so that, that, was, that was sad. That, there were a lot of tears, but there was a lot of joy in it as well. I think the, the biggest thing for me was um, how my role as a mother changed with the boys. Uh, we, both of my boys are in college, and my daughter is um, in high school still. So what happens is, um, you know, they're not, like the other day, my daughter called and she said, how can I go here or there? Um, but my boys, when they're at college, they're not calling me to ask if they can go to the mall or <laughs> use the car. Um, it's different now. Their, their questions are different. And um, my role as a mom has changed from, like, mothering them to just coaching them, being more of a coach. So when they call and they have decisions, like both of our boys um, had different job opportunities this summer, or internships or camps, and they didn't, know, they didn't know what to do. And so instead of telling them what to do, because we wanted to, <laughs> we had some good ideas for them. We just kind of asked them questions, like, well, how much money would you make? Or, um, and then something that, you know, we always ask them, not just me as a mom, but Lars as well, is um, what is God telling you? And have you prayed about it? And that is, um, that is something that, you know, we've always done and that I would encourage you to do when you have small kids is kind of those little decisions that you, you make sure that they, they know what kind of what God would want them to do. And also, too, is I guess it's too, is, listen, is watching your kids. Maybe they're not always going to make the best decisions, but that it's not, not every decision is life or death. And I think sometimes we think, you know, our kids have to be, you know, perfect and they have to have all the answers and we have to have all the answers. And, and, and I think motherhood is, well, parenting in, in general, is a good analogy with our relationship with the Lord because it's like every season that I've gone through with my kids, I've learned something else about myself and my relationship with the Lord, and that sometimes you wonder when you launch them, are they ready? But a lot of times God calls us to do things, and we're not completely ready. You know, there are so many different examples in the Bible where God has called people to do things, and not when they're perfect and not when they're entirely ready, but that he's always promised that he'll be, he'll be with us. And that's my prayer for my kids is that no matter what decisions they make, 
um, that they are, that they realize that whatever the decision they make, wherever they go, wherever they land, that they will, you know, still be serving the Lord. Thank you, Kelly. I just want to uh, ask, are, is our service still like 12 o'clock? No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tweak this question. Okay, for all of you ladies, um, as a working mom, as a grandparent, as a single mom, what is one encouragement that you would want to share with our mothers here this morning? If there's one thing that, they would, that you want them to remember, what would that be? Well, as a grandmother, and those of you out there that have grandchildren, when we look at our grandchildren, it's the way God looks at us. Face it, right? (laughs) But uh, what I'd like to encourage you is that just keep praying for them. You know, Bob and I prayed for our children, and now we're doing it for our grandchildren. We pray, our prayer was that they would be smarter than us, and they are, more educated, and they are, and that the gifts that God gave them, that they would just flourish and just beyond what we could ever think or imagine. And we pray that prayer now for our grandchildren, that they will, out, they will be even better than their parents. And, that, and the next generation, we're praying for that. So I would encourage you just to pray for your children that way. And I know, because I've seen God has answered it, that he does answer that prayer. For the single moms out there, um, again, prayer. Prayer for filling those gaps. Ask God to step in and be a provider. Ask him to reveal himself in ways that you've never seen before because he's going to do it. And also, put your pride aside and do not be afraid to ask for help. I mean, look around you. You have a community here. You have a family here. This church is here for this purpose. We're here to be there for each other and for each other's families, and we can fill the gaps in the name of the Lord for each other. Well, for me, um, I'd just like to echo what um, Kathleen had said, prayer, really, uh, you know, flooding the, uh, the gates of heaven with prayer for our kids. Um, that's, that's the most important thing that we could do. Um, I think as a mother, especially as a mother of young children, it's very easy to beat yourself up over, oh, I you know, was impatient today at this time, or I should have done this differently. And one thing that I really love is I have the opportunity to apologize to my children when I don't do it correctly. And to be honest with, you know, my Judah, who is not even four, and say, hey, you know what? Mommy messed up here. Will you forgive me? Um, And that they're never too young to start doing that with them. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 